Welcome to Rain City Supercars. I'm Dan. I'm Nick. I'm back. You're back for good. For good. For well, un- until they send you off into some other. Yeah, I'm hoping for Australia. Australia. Mm-hmm. Isn't that nice? I'm trying to get them. See, I, I volunteered to cover c- Christmas and New Year's in Sydney. You volunteered. Volunteered. I see. So okay. I will go work the holidays for all of them down there. Okay. And then I'll hop to New Zealand. Okay. And then I'll go play around nor- the North and South Island for like three weeks. Your sacrifice is appreciated for those of us that use the cloud. Oh, yeah, of course. For those, that's, for those of us that use the cloud, we Keeping salute the cloud you. in the sky. Absolutely, <laughs> keeping the cloud in the sky. Which is nowhere to be seen today. Nope. Oh, God, it was beautiful today. It was like 70-something degrees degree. It was 38 when I woke up and 72 when we got here. I told you to stop sleeping in dumpsters and it'll be warmer. I know. So It's a slow process. Well... Yeah. Do you, do you, and now that you're back, do you remember who we are and what we do? And Barely. And who we're sponsored by? I was in Ireland. I've been I drunk for like weeks. I'm just <laughs> kidding. <laughs> you did spend a good amount of time at the uh, the, the the Guinness factory, I heard. Yep. Charlie Rough. and the Chocolate Factory. We covered this. It's Aren't amazing. Anyway. Yes. Yeah. So we had St. Patrick's Day, though. I missed that. My timing was terrible. I should have been there for the week of St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. But, yeah. But I drank Guinness. But uh, you know what? I missed our sponsor. Okay. Uh, thank God for our friends at Rainier. So did I. Oh, yeah? That's why ah, I'm thirsty. there we go. Like, like, yeah, that's good. The sound of happiness. Well, as usual, we are brought to you by Rainier, but uh, we're broadcasting live from Drivers Club. Um, we'd like to thank, uh, with all of our other sponsors, Haggerty Car Insurance, Avance. Yeah. Well, we, we, we talked about Rainier because, I mean, it's, it's always we a good We have an important basis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry, I was really thirsty. I've been waiting. I've been looking at that beer for like the last 10 minutes while we're trying to get started. Hey, speaking of Avance, okay. uh, they helped you out pretty big. Avance helped me out incredibly. Um, finally got the Triumph back, got a TR6 transmission with overdrive. And I'm going to say something that I still haven't figured out how. And we talked, you and I talked about this. Yeah, we it has overdrive in third and fourth gear. And you and I understand how overdrive works in third, but I'm still not quite sure. Uh, there's a bunch of literature they sent me home with, but I have yet to read. And then part of me is like, well, it's British. Does it actually work or do they just say it works? Apparently, it's like if, you, if you're driving around town and don't want to go to fourth and I, I don't know, it's, it's a very different experience. Like I said, I'm so used to driving that car on the freeway and it's so loud and one-to-one and fourth. Like you flip the overdrive and it's like you can hear your thoughts now. It's weird. It's <laughs> your so fillings aren't rattling out. No, absolutely. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's, I, it's, it's, I, I love that car. I will always love that car. This is the most um, time and effort we put into it. Uh, thanks again to Shannon and everybody at Authentic Motor Cars um, who are a, a sponsor with Avance. And um, I went there because of the, the quality job they do on cars. I mean, they work on everything and they yeah. mean, there's i've been in there they've sent some beautiful alphas ferraris everything and we've had shannon low on the show yeah. our listeners should look that up that's a really good episode shannon is a true enthusiast he has some great com- we had a great conversation about spiker which is a, a fascinating topic in itself yeah. yes <laughs> i can see that the true to our her heart over there yes <laughs> i said spiker and one of our audience members was like oh yes that word <laughs> say it again say it slower <laughs> <laughs> spiker speaking of british <laughs> yes I had a very good week, thanks to a very good friend. Oh, yes, our British audience. Hi, Carl. (laughs) (laughs) Say my grocery list. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I had a chance to drive a bit of a British dream this week. Did you? That made everyone very jealous. What was her name? I mean, what was its name? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Oh, the accent would do it for me. Yep. But uh, hi, Carl. No. <laughs> Good news, Carl. Your accent does it for Dan. <laughs> He's available for rent. It's available for rent. <laughs> exactly. No, I uh, thanks to a fellow Drivers Club member and friend and fellow thug, Jason Tang, walked by. I was at Drivers Club, and as I'm walking out the door, he pulls up in his 720. 
Oh. And he goes, you so you just, you just walked back in and just... Yeah, I said, oh, that's yeah. nice, and I left. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, he said, hey, you want to drive it? And so when somebody says, do you want to drive it, and you've got a 720, the answer, it could be a blizzard, and I'd be like, yep, here we go. <laughs> hey, do you remember when you told me that our lovely producer, Jared, was mad at me for driving a McLaren? Yeah. I think it switched to you now. Because <laughs> <laughs> the daggers are not coming out of his eyes for me. <laughs> I will tell you what. Um, that car is 100% cliche to all the reviews. Just, okay. You know, it's just, unfortunately, it lives up to every single one of them, and it is absolutely amazing. It is one of the most amazing things I've ever driven in my life. Okay. Immediately, Jason was asking me, he's like, what do you think of the 675 compared to the 720? The 720 hits so hard, it doesn't make sense that it has traction. That's how I feel about it. Like, remember when you were driving my Z06, yes. and you shifted it, like, you, you power shift that thing into third, it's just going to break loose. Mm-hmm. It'll hold it, and the, you know, the, the traction systems work launches you forward that thing just goes it's like you'll be you know you'll come around a good sweeper and i'm not taking it too hard 35 40 around a 25 mile an hour corner and you punch it and that thing the next time you look down is doing 120 allegedly (laughs) oh so you drove it in a mexican tunnel i did very nice it was a very long test drive (laughs) it was a long long test you know jason's really good we went straight to the track it was amazing straight to the track yep (laughs) Allegedly. 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 But I, yeah, I got to say a huge thank you to Jason. That was a, anytime anybody lets me drive a McLaren, I'm very, very happy. But a 720, holy crap. Yeah, a huge thank you to all the people that have let Dan and I drive McLarens because we're able to say things like, you know, comparing this to the 675, 675 you, yeah. know, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, because that's just a regular let thing. Let me just tell you because this happens a lot in my life. Uh, you know. <laughs> But I got to say that uh, the suspension is magic, and okay. the power is insane. And much like the 570, I could get in that car and drive it to the grocery store. It's insane how easy that car is to drive. Like <laughs> the last thing I'd want to do is drive that thing to the yeah, I would never store. do that. But so somebody comes out of QFC and goes, "That guy." Yeah, <laughs> it's so easy to see out of though. I mean, you know, when you drive uh, Lamborghinis, you're just like, "Well, everything behind me is hopefully still behind me when I merge because I can't see anything." This thing is just like it's it has perfect visibility. And when is you there, s- can you, is, can, there's, is there a rearview mirror that you can actually see out of? Yeah. Okay. Three of them. Three, well, no, <laughs> I'm, I know the side mirrors, but I didn't. I've never thought about that. In the fact that I've sat in one in the dealership, but I've never. I didn't think about the. And then I was like, well, it's got to be. It's got to look cool. So I hit the arrow button. I'm like, oh, there goes the rear visibility. <laughs> Because the rear wing, just like and the And it has a drift mon- a function, doesn't it? Where you can yes. actually tell it how much you want it to drift. And I got to give Jason credit. He was showing <laughs> it to me. He's like, yeah, go for it. I'm like, no. Nope. <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> not my car. There's no way I'm drifting. You were dumb enough to let me drive this. I am not dumb enough to let myself pay for it. <laughs> <Exactly>. So, yeah. <laughs> but well, uh, I'm Congratulations. Sure you, I'm sure you will have the opportunity. Oh, I would and, love to have um, the opportunity, yeah. Although I will say the 675 is still a different beast. The 720 yeah. hits harder. The 675, though, the way that thing turns in, it's just magic. Yeah. They're just yeah. different cars, though. I can't wait to see what they do with the LT and the 700 series. But That's the thing I, I keep wondering about. It's like you, you look at Ferrari and Lamborghini and McLaren, and they, they've got these cars out that are snapping people's necks, and they're going, don't you worry. Wait till you see what we do next. It's right. Like, where are you going to drive this stuff, especially around here with some of the potholes that could swallow a Prius, <laughs> which, again, I'm fine with. Yeah. As long as I keep swallowing Priuses, that's fine. I, I, I had to drive to the middle of the state uh, on Friday, and there was a gentleman in a Prius that I will say, the, le- the nicest way I can put it was he was an aggressive driver. 
I mean, I've never seen anybody drive a Prius like that, nor should it ever. Like, rocking back and forth, coming out of lanes like I thought it was going to tip over. But you know, just blow down the freeway. So, my parents used to have one. You know how they drive across country. and uh, Oh, that's when you disowned them, I remember. Yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, we're back. We're in speaking terms now. <laughs> but when I've driven that thing, I used to do like 85, 90 everywhere because yeah. it's invisible. <laughs> Nobody sees the Prius. That's what I – I was in my new Subaru. Again, thank you to, to, the, to Carter Subaru for that. I'm loving it. And I drove past the police officer at 80. <laughs> Not even realizing it, like, because I don't have a radar detector or anything yet. And I'm like, do to do nothing. <laughs> I'm like, oh, wow. I'm invisible now. This is so cool. <laughs> <laughs> he thinks I'm some lady in a Subaru. <laughs> so, I, uh, it was awesome. Yeah. So, it, what, what mods did you already have on the I way? don't know. What my mother listens to this. Um, <laughs> no. I, uh, we, right, so tinted windows. Done. Tinted That's windows. It. Yeah. yeah it's, it's getting tinted windows. It's going to be getting a... It's getting wheels and tires, thanks to uh, Right Away Tire, Blake, um, and, you know, thanks to Vance, too. Um, and then right. it's getting, uh, thanks to you and I, it's getting a one-inch uh, body lift. Well, suspension lift, technically. So yeah, just a yeah. little bit. It already comes, like, basically, the way, the way you think about it, the Crosstrek is just an Impreza that's got higher suspension. And yeah. I want to make it a little mm-hmm. bit higher just because I think I'm at eight and a half right now, ground clearance. Almost, yeah. So we'll have almost nine. A little logging road fun. Yep. So I want to. I, mean, I, I really miss going up and well, because you and I in, adventuring in your cruiser and stuff. I really miss going up in the hills, and being able to camp and and, and take cars up there. And I've had several Subarus in the past. Some have been modified. Um, I even did the the horrible thing where taking a 2000 Subaru, putting a WRX engine in, it, and then lowering it. Which again, still a great car, but it was like, what was I thinking? But I miss that, and so I'm really excited for this. And it's been and it's a six speed. So I yeah, you did a proper manual. I have. It's weird because I've never owned a car with a six-speed. And like half the time, I'm on the freeway. I'm looking at the miles per hour thing and it, or the uh, miles per gallon. I'm like, oh, it's, it's going down. I'm like, oh wait, I have an extra gear. <laughs> Just kind of cruise. Overdrive and overdrive too. I mean, I put that thing going going over to Euphreda, and I got almost 34 miles a gallon. That's not bad at all. Wow. Not at all for a car that's that high and all that. So yeah. I've been doing. I keep continuing Porsche shopping, and I almost, I almost pulled the trigger on this GT3. And uh, like a, the terrible person who will always be poor that I am, I keep watching those GT3 rally videos where they were like rallying the RSs and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm like, hmm, who's lifted a GT3 before and put skid plates on it? Because this could be really fun. <laughs> oh God, Porsche would love you for that. Um, <laughs> I, rem- I, remem- <laughs> I remember watching you come around the corner down in Monterey and seeing the uh, well, the 959 uh, rally car. Oh, down, yeah, 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 the Rothmans. Right before we saw... Uh, the McLaren know. F1's right next yep. to it, yeah. Yeah, and just watching you, 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 your head was shuddering so hard, you're like, I don't know which to look at. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> like, which one of these can I touch first? <laughs> <laughs> Question Dan asks everybody. Yep. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Well, would you like to introduce our guest? No. No? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Dan's having too much fun. <laughs> I'm kidding. We have an awesome guest today. Uh, and it's Will Diefenbach. Is I say I say that right? You did absolutely. Oh, correctly. Yes, I listened. Do you see what I did doing there? Yes, <laughs> because I didn't want to say it. I made him say it, <laughs> and he knew exactly what I was did. doing. Yeah, yep. Exactly. So like, this shows the two brain so, thing. Though. So you Will's learned it, and he Will's said it. here. Um, <laughs> you know, good old Will. Everybody knows Will. <laughs> so uh, yeah. Welcome. How are you? Thank you. I'm doing well. It's yeah. great to be here. I love your show. Yeah, I appreciate it. We thank you for uh, taking time out of your busy schedule to come and, and, and spend time with us. But if you're in the Pacific Northwest and anywhere around the Ferrari community, you know Will. Yes. <laughs> Everybody knows Will as far as... It's a matter mean, of time. Matter of time. <laughs> he will judge you if you're a Ferrari owner. He will. He will judge you. <laughs> judge you. He's very judgy. Yes. I, I try not to judge the owner so much, although there's... He's a little obsessive. Like, he got here and he started judging my Subaru today. It was... It was you it was guys, like the listeners will have to check out the photos. It was very entertaining. We had a lot of fun, actually. By it the way, was. it was brand new and he failed. So... <laughs> 
my parents will not be surprised. <laughs> it, it actually is a 100-point car right now. Yeah, exactly. It's a 100-point car right now. And then I get in and just drops about 74 points. <laughs> it's, right. the, it's the driver we that brings like down the it. score. I know. Wait, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go away, Matt. We're not just here to judge away. you. Oh, I know. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> well, that's, I've heard that one before. <laughs> so, but I mean, let's just, where do we even start? You're a former race car driver. That's a great topic. Um, you're the Ferrari judge to go to. You've sailed across the Pacific. Like, you have quite the resume. You're I've, a fun I've person been, to talk to. I've been very lucky. I've had some some amazing experiences. And a lot of this comes back to cars, too. Yeah. I mean, uh, I've been a, a lifelong uh, car lover. It started as, as a little kid, evolved over time, um, and, and wound up, uh, once I was uh, working and making a little bit of money, um, getting into the seat of a car and having some fun. Sure. I mean, and like, oh, go ahead. I just for I got to sh- give a shout out before I forget because it's super important. Our previous guest, Andrew Evans, his team won 12 hours of Sebring. Oh, I forgot oh, about that. That's yeah. Congratulations, that Andrew. That's huge. Yeah, that's, that's, so that's huge. Dominic, previous guest was his coach. Andrew, a previous guest stars on the show. But forgot about that. That is a huge deal. So, yeah. Quick shout out on the racing, but back to you. No, that is fantastic. Yeah. And uh, I, I have to say, it, it means so much for me to be on a show that actually Dominic was on as well. He has been one of my, uh, one of my idols. Um, for forever. That'll change as, once as you meet him. <laughs> <laughs> no, well. We've known Dominic for so long. We we usually end up staying with him down in Monterey, and it's just we've become really good friends with him. And it's it's amazing that you sit around and talk to him, and then all of a sudden he'll tell this story of like, oh, I was racing with this person. I just happened to get, and it's like, uh, okay, like that's a Tuesday for you. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. The story. Yeah. The stories are amazing, but the yeah. fact that he is just such a down to earth, uh, accessible person is just uh, very kind. So cool. Yeah. Let's. Uh, I do want to touch on your racing career because that's. You don't have any. You have major accomplishments as well. But let's go way back on how you first started. I read your bio a little bit, sure. but what was your what was your first car? Oh my gosh, my first car was a, uh, a Datsun 240Z that I bought right out of college. Okay. It was the the first thing. I had some savings left over. I was so excited. This was the most beautiful car. Lusted after it for for ages. Found one that I could afford. Bought it. You know, pampered it for the first week. Fantastic, driving everywhere. Second week, I went out to visit a friend, driving in front of their house, pulled over, stopped, took a look. Is this the right house? Wham, somebody rear-ended me, totaled the car. Day 15 of ownership of my first car, my my beautiful 240Z. Well, usually that's, <laughs> it's, it's usually the kid that wrecks the car, not somebody else that wrecks yeah. the car. And it's t- yeah. The most wow. ironic thing, and, and this explains my, my disdain for this certain model, uh, was <laughs> that uh, the car that hit me was a Porsche 928. You could have just said I got hit by a 928, and we would have gone, okay, I understand. Yeah, yeah. Totally, yeah. We're sorry. <laughs> uh, it was funny. And I mean, the guy said it was my fault. I was the one who was Rear-ending you. Yes. Your fault. Anyway. Yeah. You you weren't going fast enough in front of him then. Those Porsche owners. <laughs> exactly. I could see how. Yeah, those Porsche owners. Yeah, <laughs> those Porsche owners. I was, was going to say, we're going to get there eventually. Uh, but yeah, it's like. <laughs> and East, good East Coast story. That's yeah. But I mean, yes. you, you, you grew up in Connecticut. Um, I mean, you even, you had a detail business in college, correct? I like, d- oh, yeah. That was the yeah. funniest thing. Before it was even called detail. That yeah. is how old I am. You it had a washing the, business. The car clean. <laughs> I had the car wash yeah. and wax. And it was so much fun. Um, I, I wanted to drive cars. I, I, I loved washing cars, just being in touch with them. And I had a moped at the time. That was my transportation. I'm not proud of it, but it was very, very effective. Yeah. And put flyers out and said, I will pick up your car at the train station because I, I lived in a town that was a commuter town for New York City. And uh, people drove their cars all the time. So I, I flyered the cars, said, just leave your keys under the floor mat, leave it unlocked. I will go 
Take your car away. <laughs> There's a different Leave time. my <laughs> moped there. Leave your keys of your Ferrari under the mat. I swear I'll be back. <laughs> well, sadly, I really never had any very exciting cars. Although, I did do a Citroen Traction Avant. Oh, wow. Can wow. you imagine that? Somebody drove it to the train station parking lot, left it there with the keys under the mat. There's a classic getting over often. Yeah. That's very similar to like Mark Green, what he used to do. And I'm not that old. It was no, like yeah. This was not in the 1940s. So that was back no. in 1994. <laughs> no. Yeah, Mark Green, remember, he used to do that too. He'd go down to the, the street to his... He, p- he picked up one of his client's cars at the dealership for him. It was a Porsche or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people. I I didn't think I didn't have the patience to detail my own cars. I couldn't imagine detailing other people's cars. I did so. that in high school with uh, Kale Jensen, who did a lot of work at Drivers Club here. Yeah, we used to uh, detail cars at his parents' place. Nice. Yeah, it's fun. Well, well that's still one of my pleasures to this day. Is like detailing my there cars. Is something very you know pride of ownership and and restoring it is. something and and intimacy. You yeah, know. yeah, yeah, yes. exactly. You get close to your car, you know, all the I'm flaws. I'm it with a diaper. Go away. <laughs> <laughs> it knows I love it. <laughs> <laughs> it's smiling. It's smiling. it's smiling. Can't you see? The headlights are up. <laughs> <laughs> the headlights are up. So, I mean, so like I said, you grew up in Kinetic. You're, you're detailing. I mean, I'm just kind of going over the list of stuff. I mean, the your racing history. I mean, how did you get into, into sure. racing? You know, let's, that's a great topic, okay. but it's a long topic. Okay. Let's take our first commercial break. and we come back, this is the listeners are going to like this one. So let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back. We spend an average of 8 hours and 41 minutes a day facing screens. Laptops, smartphones, tablets, even digital refrigerators. But what are we really connected to? Isn't it time you connected to something greater? Sometimes the best way to connect is to disconnect. This moment of escape was created by Haggerty. For people who love cars. And we're back. Um, before we, on the break, uh, I started to try to talk about Will's racing career, but you just cut me off. I'm a rooted. You really had to go I to the bathroom. I did. <laughs> <laughs> it so was a running. It was a running. <laughs> <laughs> it it's time to go. <laughs> <laughs> well, you mean, you know, obviously you're, you're a petrol head like all of us. You grew up Absolutely. loving cars, anything that, you know, made noise, made smoke, and ran fast. Four wheels. Exactly. Four wheels. Two never wheels. three. No, never three. Good never for you. Three. Yeah. Rubber side down kind of thing. Yes. Yeah. How'd you get, I mean, I love the cars, but how'd you get into racing and, and what, what, what got you there? Well, the racing thing, you know, like a lot of other people, you get a sports car, you feel like I, I need to learn how to, to act, actually drive this thing, extract the maximum potential out of it. I can be a racer. Um, and then you go to a racing school and, and that is always the most uh, humbling That's the right experience. way to do it. Most of us just go, I am a racer. <laughs> well, no. Okay, so let me back <laughs> yeah, it up a yeah, little bit. No, so, yeah. so, of course, in my head, I think I am the best driver ever. Of course I am. Sure. I'm fantastic. And then I think it's time to go to a, to a racing school. I go to Performance, and that is when you just get the smackdown, and I realized I knew absolutely nothing. Yep. Totally humiliating. Well, not humiliating. Humbling. Humbling, yeah. yeah. Humbling yeah. experience. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, very exciting. And uh, you start to learn something. You're like, I, I want to go back and practice more. So you go back, you do track days. You get into it. You go to another school, more track days, more track days. And at a certain point, it's just not enough. And, uh, and that's when, you know, Don Kitch says, hey, we have this competition school. Oh, it's great. Right oh. I like Come competition. <laughs> you, you get a provisional license when oh. you're done. <laughs> and, uh, and I did that. And um, it, it was a, a fabulous experience, and I, I was just ready to dive head first. So asked uh, asked Kitch, uh, who should I uh, approach about trying a racing, a real racing program? 
and uh, he pointed me to uh, Strictly BMW and Ron Newell. Uh, Strictly, you know, has been uh, part of the car scene for forever, and Ron and his son Andrew have been racing for almost forever as well. And uh, I met Ron, and, uh, and we totally hit it off. He said, okay, we're going to get you started racing. He helped uh, get me into my first races, uh, an SCA, uh, SCCA race to start at Bremerton, the wonderful racetrack at Bremerton, my first experience racing, um, and then into the, uh, the conference program. So you were, you were racing BMWs for them? Yes. Okay. And, and that uh, continued through my entire racing career, which is fantastic, with uh, racing with Andrew, uh, doing a bunch of Enduros, doing the the Pro 3 class, mostly in the, the E30 BMWs, and then the Spec E46, which followed that. It's like, which are all collector's items now. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> <Yeah>. I know, <laughs> it's funny, and, and that sort of uh, caused some problems for us along the way. Now there are so many people who are racing E30s. One of the weak links, uh, the transmission, it's getting harder and harder to find transmissions yeah. for those cars. It used to be they were just junkyard parts. You can put them together, and it was a, a nice, inexpensive form of racing. Back before people realized how cool and awesome they were. Yes. I mean... <laughs> I love that body style. I always have. Like yep. I was telling you on the break, I'm big BMW. I came from a big BMW family, and, and those. I mean, we never had uh, like uh, an M3, but it was just that was just that, that car was just so beautiful, and it's just. I love the E30, especially the M3 with the box. The fenders. E30 mm -hmm. M3 is still yeah. a car I lust over. That's yep. like the the cars that I follow on on Bring a Trailer, the ones I want. Yep. 240Z because I still feel I didn't. Why not get my my ownership experience with yeah, that? Yeah, that's not and, that. Uh, you, you you were robbed. Yeah, I was robbed. Thanks, Porsche. You were. <laughs> And In this it, case, I'm going to say Porsche. I'm a huge Z fan. <laughs> the Porsche. Yeah. <laughs> the One of the nicest cars we have show up at Exotics is a 280Z. You know the one I'm talking about, the silver mm -hmm. one. Yeah. Like, I, I want you to, I hope you, have you seen that car? It's a silver 280, and you can't miss it. It It's so nice, it looks, it's 100 times better than factory. I, I think I've seen that car. It looks like he parks it in a trailer by, behind Exotics and then just shows up because it's gorgeous. It's immaculate every time. Every single it. bolt has been replaced with grade 8 stainless. Like, wow. every single thing through the whole car. It is the most perfect car i've ever seen <laughs> and it's a z i i hope he drives it oh he does he does <laughs> that's yeah. my point like he drives <clears throat> it but he's, he's so meticulous about cleaning it and, and keeping mm -hmm. it up it's just it's a gorgeous car and it's it you, you can't i've seen it drive through parking lot a uh, parking lot where there were you know uh, uh really some high-end la ferraris and uh, and things like that and it took people's attention it's just like <laughs> they're just like yeah Whoa. but look at that that's yeah. awesome <laughs> yeah it is such a beautiful car the design of that car is is timeless it, it gets sort of the long hood short rear deck Italian style that uh, yep. w is timeless. And it's that great straight six. <coughs> yep. And a great straight six. Yeah. Except drum brakes in the back. Why? I, know. I don't yeah. know. That was the, They had independent suspension all the way around, but drum brakes. Easy Every fix. perfect thing has to have a flaw. Exactly. Cindy Crawford had a mole. Exactly. It's just, you know. <laughs> it's the mole. <laughs> it's the mole. Wow, you dated yourself on that one. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was trying to date Cindy, Cindy Crawford, but she was, wasn't into it. So, yeah. <laughs> Should have asked nicely. <laughs> yeah, that still doesn't work. <laughs> All right. So how did you make the jump? Because you went pro. <laughs> well, uh, pro is uh, a, a technical accuracy, <laughs> but not really the intent behind that statement. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. I, I had the opportunity. So I, I did pretty well in the amateur stuff. I, I won a championship for one of the BMW series. I did well in pro three in the early years and had the chance to do a, a couple of pro races. The first one was really an eye-opener, and that was uh, racing at Laguna Seca in a Z06 Corvette with Bruce Beachman. Uh, the two of us shared duty in that car. It was the Road and Track 250 in nice. 2005, and it was, okay. that was an eye-opener. You know, <laughs> driving 
on that track, which is a, a wonderful, fun, exciting track with uh, the prototype cars and the GT cars, um, and realizing what it's like to be out there with pro drivers in cars significantly faster than you and cars that are spec'd similarly to yours with drivers who are earning their living and trying to prove it with every lap. And you're not in a slow car in any Z06. C5 no. and up, they're all fast and very tail happy. So that's pushing you in a lot of different ways. It was. And, and in that track, it was, uh, it was kind of exciting. We had a little incident in, uh, in the uh, practice sessions that required some uh, work on the car and a lot of crew effort to get us ready for the race. But we got everything together and, uh, and got out there. And it was exciting. It's interesting because, you know, people that have actually raced that track, and then you have the generation now that's like, oh, I, I drove it on Forza. But apparently, <laughs> like, I mean, some of, some of the, the ways that that track being so difficult is, is Andrew's talked about that before. We were, we've talked about Laguna, and, and Dominic has talked about that track. But it's not an easy course, especially, you know, that there's a lot of people that have ruined many cars in that corkscrew yep. <laughs> up there coming uh, down. The corkscrew and uh, the high-speed turns turn one. Mm -hmm. so, so my experience to that before had been limited to – uh, some school time and track time in slower cars. Um, and turn one is something that, you know, you really didn't worry about when you're in a lower horsepower car. When you're a high horsepower car, turn one, it's like, whoa, we're, <laughs> we're light, we're up in the air, we're up in the air, we've got to come down. The front end in fr why is the back end in front of me? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, but and, uh, that was a lot of fun. And then you went off and drove like a GT3 in, uh, at uh, Daytona, correct? Yes. Yeah. And, and it was uh, that experience with uh, Beachman Racing in the C06 that uh, allowed me to, to work with Team Seattle and, and get on the team for 2006 for the 24 hours of Daytona. And that was amazing. I mean, obviously the, the absolute pinnacle that's of my big racing boy. Like career. That's, I mean, yeah. <laughs> you say you didn't have the designation of pro driver. That's, that's pro driver territory. I mean... When you think about the cars that they're they're going there and the the corporate sponsorships as far as Corvette and Aston and all, I mean that's that's big, especially Porsche. I mean some yeah. of those cars. It was huge, and we yeah. were in a, a brand new car that had just been flown to Germany from Germany to us, uh, and Sounds had horrible. to be had to be set up <laughs> during the practice days. Uh, it was it was great fun, and uh, I had a, a great team. Uh, Dave Gaylord, who's a guy who's been around the racing scene for ages, racing Formula Mazda and doing so many uh, 24 hours uh, with, uh, with Team Seattle. And uh, Ken and Wes Hill, who are big BMW guys, you're, you're probably aware of. Yeah. And uh, we, we just had a, a great time of it. Huge learning experience, a lot of fun. We, we had some challenges, but we finished the race. And the, the, the thing that is most important to me at the end of it, I mean, it was a great experience for me personally, but, but Team Seattle was all about raising money for Children's Hospital. And it was phenomenally successful at that. Um, and every year, hundreds of thousands of dollars were raised. Um, the year I was there happened to be the 10th year of the effort. And it was the year that Team Seattle crossed the $2 million mark uh, for uh, money That's raised awesome. for Children's Hospital and uncompensated care. So a, a wonderful experience all around. Most people are just racing for the glory. They're racing for something good and yeah, that's wholehearted. Awesome. I mean, you know. Well, it, it blends everything together, and it's wonderful. It's great. How would you guys do? Like, I mean, you said you finished, which, which is – that's big. Like, saying you finished is big because so many of those cars blow up and so many of those cars have issues, so. Uh, well, we finished uh, about mid-pack. No, I mean, <laughs> just finishing is finishing. All. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's just, you know. 
I was going to say, the closest I've been is like watching it on TV, so <laughs> cheers to that. I can't even find the energy to do it on a video game, so good luck. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Sitting on my comfortable couch. Yeah. So, this uh, is so, hard. That, so that was, that was just uh, the most amazing experience. So are you, still, are you, st- you still doing it? Or are you still... Um, I have not officially retired, quote unquote, from okay. my amateur racing career. Sure. However, the last race I did was three years ago, which was the, uh, the eight-hour endurance race at Portland. Uh, that Andrew and I did um, as a team of two, and we won uh, our class and came in second overall, which was uh, which was quite nice. It was a good awesome. feeling. Although it's so funny, we should have honestly. I think we we deserved to be first overall because the the car that did win overall was a GT3 Cup car, which is sort of like bringing a gun to a knife fight. Yes, uh, at, at you're Portland. going to win. Yeah, <laughs> and and they they beat us by 15 laps. Uh, but we beat second or uh, second place in class and third place overall by 15 seconds, which was a real race. Yes. And it was a real race for the entire eight hours, which was nice. wonderful. Oh, man, the adrenaline for that for that long. Man, you must have just been exhausted. Oh, after yeah, that. it was great. That's awesome. <laughs> I love that. I absolutely love that. Yeah, one of our previous guests, Shay, Shay they just got a cup car. I cannot wait to see that thing. In Listening to her talk about that cup car, I just I cannot wait to see I'm it. Very too. jealous. Yeah, especially what she wants to do. So, how did you get into the Ferraris? I mean, was it always a passion? Did you always love Ferrari, or was it something that? Well, Ferrari was my my first. Uh, well, no, it wasn't actually. Now I think back yes. on it, my first love was Corvette. Okay. When I was just a hey. little, little kid. It's a, it's and, a sickness. And it's okay. I know. That's, that comes from my father. Yeah. You know, we always learn this stuff from, I've had from our two, parents. I've so I'm right yeah, there exactly. with you. Okay, good. Yeah. And uh, my, my uh, father had a 1954 Corvette, which was a, a beautiful car that really didn't live up to the no, it's not a very Corvette fast performance car, it's a thing with car, a six-speed, yeah. two-speed, uh, six-cylinder uh, six and a two-speed yeah. transmission. was really not burning up the roads. <laughs> But uh, but it was beautiful. But anyway, so so um, after getting over the Corvette thing, the first time I saw a Dino, I was like, oh, my God, I cannot believe a car can look like this. I can't believe a car can make me feel like this. Absolutely like a, gorgeous. Like the reaction to a great piece of art. And they uh, are. Ferrari's rolling art. Yeah. There's, there's al- it's and always been. Absolutely. And I was probably 12 years old. Mm-hmm. And like on the spot, I was like, I'm going to have a Ferrari. Yep. I'm going to have a Ferrari. I have a scrapbook, and when I was a kid, we were on a road trip with my parents, and I was in a that hotel. That just dated you. You have a scrapbook. <laughs> from, from when I was a kid. <laughs> oh, yeah, and sure. I t- took it's my parents' camera, yeah. and I went outside, and I took photos of a, th- a black 348 Roadster, and I still have those photos. I was probably eight, nine. That yeah, makes like an impression, right? Yeah, you see that, and it's so polarizing to see a Ferrari for the first time, even still. And, yeah, I just it's I've never outgrown. I still want a 308. I mean, you know, being of our generation, I mean, I had the Countach, I had the Testarossa. Yep. But I think one of the first cars I ever saw, like, my mom was going through a bunch of stuff when I was a kid, like pa- papers I drew. And there was, a, I, I, to the best of my knowledge, I, was tr- I think I was trying to drive, uh, draw the Ferrari P4. I don't Ooh. know where I saw one. I never saw one Ooh. in person, but I, I don't know, like, it was on TV or, or something. But I just, that car is just amazing. To oh, me. yeah. I had all That's the posters. I had yeah. the, I had that, uh. The white Testarossa because of Miami Vice, of course. Um, and I had the the Countach, of course, and yep. the, the higher le- the was the justification for higher education. Benef- yep. Yeah, benefits of uh, higher education. Yeah, with yeah, yeah it, Jer- our, <laughs> our camera guys. I was like, yeah, I had that one too. I like, had the Countach on the right, trapper. Did you have people. the Ferrafossa poster? No, I didn't. Oh, I know the poster <laughs> very uh, yes, well. Absolutely, but yeah. I did not have it. I know Her running towards a Countach next to a Testarossa. Yes. Yeah, right. Yeah. 
Yeah. No, I mean, yeah. I mean, like I said, I remember, like I said, Trapper Keeper had the Lamborghini on it, and there was a Ferrari one too. I think you could get in folders. Funny story. I don't think I've told her this story. So uh, one of our member, one of our drivers. It's great when you point to somebody on the radio. I'm explaining <laughs> that. <laughs> so one of our guests in the audience work for, works for Park Place. When I was a kid in middle school, I had the opportunity to do this job shadowing thing. And so I went in and asked them if I could just hang out for the day and talk oh. to Chris Bingham, who was there at the time. And they, yeah. they were racing Panos at the time. And I went and I could spend a whole day watching like how they buy and sell cars. They talking about consignment. And I was in middle school. I was sixth grade, I think. And I did this huge report on doing that. <laughs> all my classmates were really jealous. All, all oh, the, I'll bet all everybody paid attention when yeah, you were up I, to talk. And I took a bunch of photos. Yeah. And I put them together in this, you know, back in film days. And I put them together. And I did this report on exotic cars and selling them and buying them. Because they were, you know, Park Place was the place Very to go. Very cool. It was yeah. Adult st- Toy Story. I mean, a toy store. It's like, yeah. part, I, have, I know more people in this state that have driven over here throughout the years, the 80s and 90s, or 90s, I should say, mm-hmm. to come over to Park Place to just look at cars because you didn't see them over in Spokane and stuff like that. Oh, I grew up in Arlington. Are you yeah. kidding? We had yeah. cows. We didn't have cars. <laughs> <laughs> well, you need cows to have interiors in cars, so it works. It's true. So <laughs> look, at that, it's a look at that interior. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so fresh. So, I mean, you, so you, you saw your first Dino. I mean, was that always something? So then you... you well, well, so justification that was for like a model. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That j- it sort of latched onto Ferrari and then started following Ferrari at that point. I mean, I was probably 12. And, uh, you know, through the years, you, you grow up. I'm just reading the car magazine. So this is all just like secondhand and, and keeping my eyes out. And whenever I see one on the road, I'm taking pictures. And, of course, this is before I have a cell phone or anything and taking film pictures and just treasuring all of this stuff. Um, and then, uh, moved out here. So fast forward a a number of years and I was, uh, uh, recruited to come out and work for Microsoft. Work at a small little startup. Work at a a small little startup. startup. Yeah. There's a common thread in many of the car stories out here, which is, it's funny how many cars Microsoft has allowed (laughs) people to buy from hard work. It's incredible. And so I I got to a point where I was able to get a 308 and I was just overjoyed. And, uh, it, it was, uh, the, the most... Uh, happy car moment of my life up to that point and uh, had so much fun with that car drove it took good care of it learned all about it everything and it was uh, it it was fabulous and so that's when I got involved in the club and uh, the club is fantastic it is just an incredible resource of information and really cool people uh, fun people in fact that was 20 something years ago and and now you know a core group of my friends are people I met through the Ferrari club Funny how that works. It is, you know. (laughs) Dan and I always laugh in the fact that when we're separated from each other and not with our car friends, we're totally really not car people. Like, we don't go actively looking for cars, but when you're with your car friends, like you were saying this coming back from, from Ireland, it's like you just don't, you know. You get this group of friends, and it works because you have common interests. You know you're always going to have something to talk about. It's mm-hmm. not, you know. Yep. You're never going to bore the other guy talking about tech specs because he wants to talk about his tech specs. Yeah, <laughs> right. exactly. Yeah. The 308 that, is still on my bucket list. The 308 is a wonderful car, and I encourage you to get one. And it is, it's one of the, the, the great cars because so many of them were made. Um, there's a great wealth of knowledge. It's a relatively simple car as mm-hmm. far as Ferraris go. Uh, easy to keep running. Uh, parts are available. Um, I want an 84 Targa. And it's got to be red, and it's got to have a tan interior, because I grew up watching Magnum P.I. That was uh, it's pretty still much mine, except mine was an 82. To right. this day, like, that's that's the car for me. I just keep going back to, you know, Anthony's line, 348 Roadster pimping. Yeah. <laughs> 348 Roadster. <laughs> yeah. Although, no, yeah. have you tried sitting in one yet? Yes. Have you tried? Okay. Yeah, I've driven a few, actually. Okay, yeah, and, and, and you can 
get in. Yeah, I can get in. <laughs> the Targa is a much better option for me. Um, it, it's my expectations. You've got are, that Tom Selleck thing, so yes. you have to look over the windshield. Well, he puts the mustache on and the Hawaiian shirt. Yeah, so that just went straight silence of the lambs. Yeah, did, yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> It puts the carnauba on. <laughs> the, yeah, the, that's a different view on that, isn't it? Yeah, a different type of waxing. Okay, good. Okay. But no, I, my expectations are in check. It's completely mm-hmm. a nostalgia thing. You get in that car, and it is art. I think it's just one of the most beautiful body designs ever made. And obviously, like the 288 GTO would be the pinnacle because that's. But the, of course, the 308 is something I look at. I'm like, I'm gonna own that. It's not a matter of like, can I? It's like, no, I, I could go get that right now if I wanted to. But I got to drive too many miles on it. <laughs> You could. They're f- they're fabulous cars. They're fun to drive. They're they're not going to blow you away with acceleration. I love. I, love I mean, you 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 have a well, you're, you're f- it's a, fi- a Testarossa right now, correct? What well, yeah, five twelve TR. Five twelve TR. Last sort of iteration but of that. We were talking about it. You drive it. There's so many people that that, that, that get these cars. And they don't necessarily drive them, but they they and you have to enjoy them. Yes, maintenance is expensive. It's it's hard to find parts and things like that. But they're drive. They're they're meant to be driven. Enzo Ferrari built cars because he wanted to drive cars. He wanted to see races. He wanted, you know, mm-hmm. and well, I mean, he probably he only made customer cars because he wanted to go racing. <laughs> he didn't really money care somehow. about them. Yeah, somehow, but you know. But he was not going to make a bad car. Nope. And and you look at every car that he has. He saw. I mean, up to the what the F40 or the F40. It was the last one. I think. He, yeah, he he was around mm-hmm. to see the F40. And I mean the perfection in that, and and what has happened with Ferrari since, with, with the hybrid technologies and what we're seeing now, and it's just, it's a company that you know there's a st- certain prestige about it, and and a love and and a knowledge base. But did you gain your knowledge base by just being in the club and and going around, or was it something you you aimed to do, becoming a judge? And well, no, that sort of uh, that just sort of evolved. Uh, that way. So I was always very interested um, reading, of course, reading the books, reading magazines, uh, reading the histories and trying to understand what's going on. But I never really set out to become uh, an expert in anything particular. That was more just sort of of general interest. And then uh, the judging thing sort of evolved. So I'd become very involved in the club. I was the, the regional director. I was the vice president of the national club for a period of time. Um, I've been on the board for for years, and when we uh, look to ways to to grow the club, we try to bring out events that we haven't done um, or or things that might be different. And about six years ago now, six or seven years ago, actually, one of the members decided, let's put on a concord. We've never done this. Nobody's really expressed interest in in taking charge of this. Um, and, And this guy stepped up and said, well, you know, I'll organize it. And uh, he asked to uh, the, the membership at large to get a group of, of judges. And so I, I said, I'll step up and, and be a judge. And, and I was very interested in taking this seriously. Um, <clears throat> so did that. It was a good experience. It was a good learning experience. And then afterwards, the, the sort of leadership of the club got together. Uh, and uh, Dave Tegler was one of those guys who you've, you've had on the show. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, and we decided... Who, this by the way, surprised the heck out of us when he was talking about <coughs> building knockoff Countach's. Oh, yes. I know. That, I, and his legal issues. You, you, the, the, the funny thing is, he, he, before we, you know, we do, a, people don't know, we do a little bit of prep with our guests a little bit, but he came out of the blue with that. It was the funniest thing in the world. He goes, well, you know, I, I used to make uh, knockoff Countach's until Lamborghini told me to stop. And it's like, and both what? Dan and I are like, what? what? I'm sorry, huh? So yeah. it's, it's amazing. But uh, yeah, it's, continue, sorry. <laughs> 
Well, so anyway, I, yeah. Dave, Dave is a fascinating guy. Yeah. I'm so glad you had him on the show. Yeah. Uh, but so, so we all got together and decided, hey, this is a good thing. Let's see what we can do. Let's see if we can really step it up. And that's when I said, look, I like judging. I want to be the chief judge because I know that there is a way that this is done in the Ferrari community internationally, and I want us to step to that. I want us to, to really uh, judge cars in a way that uh, is representative of the best of uh, On a global what happens level, around. Not just international. Exactly. Yeah. Not just like we're having a fun time at Matthew's Winery, which we did. We do. Yeah. And, and <laughs> yeah, we had, a, we had a wonderful yeah. time. Absolutely. Yes. Um, so, uh, so at that point, I took over the role of chief, ju chief judge, uh, got in touch with the, the national chief judge because the club has uh, such a thing, a guy named Chris Current, who is fantastic, and he is uh, the ultimate authority on vintage Ferraris. Trying to think if I we, we may have ran into him or met him through Concorso because a lot of you yeah. probably yeah, yeah, you yeah, would probably show yeah. up yeah. Yeah. yeah no I've ran into at all the major I know the name Ferrari well events yeah. it's not, that's why it sounds familiar yeah okay uh, a, a fantastic guy and uh, ultimately knowledgeable but so what's interesting about the Ferrari Concours and the whole ideal it's really about originality and authenticity of cars and older cars so uh, what's funny is cars that are five years old or newer really can't be judged. Now, we've, we've come up with a way to, to allow people who have newer cars to participate in what's going on, but the, the essence of a Ferrari Concours is judging older cars to make sure that they are representative of how they were when they left the factory. And that's uh, an, an, an interesting thing. In some ways, it is very objective. I was going to say, you guys get some amazing cars there because the Northwest has some amazing cars. But yes. I, I've been to the concourse when there's been multiple 250 GTOs there and P cars and just like cars that are like, well, this one came from the factory this way because it's one of like five. <laughs> well, it's, and it's a lot. I think a lot of people think when you go to a car show and you're being judged, it's, I mean, cause you're, they, they think of the generic, like the paint and the wheels, but like, Watching you guys, I mean, we were there well, this last year when, when actually when Drivers Club had, had a display there, and I was walking around listening to some of your judges. I think they were going Super they, they were going through some of the 430s at the time. But it's not just about paint. It's like, okay, is the luggage original? Is the floor mm -hmm. mats original? Are those the original paddles that came with the car? I, I mean, did it come with a carbon? I mean, you're you're going back to the build sheets as far as did it come with carbon fire? Those paddles? hose clamps don't match. Those, those hose replaced. exactly, yep. exactly yep. things like that. that in grills, and it, it's not just. Basically, is the is the car pretty? It's it's finding the originality, like you said, which I love. And some of the original cars around here are incredible. And I'm glad. I really thank you for encouraging people to do that and keep those cars original and drive them and show them to people because it does nobody any good, especially the younger generations, to to not see these cars. Right, if they're just tucked yeah. up in a museum someplace. Yeah, and uh, in not this year, but the next year, we have a big deal coming up for our friends here and in Portland. You guys got the National Concours. We do. Actually, the, the National Ferrari Club of America meet, which is a big thing. It's so big, it's actually called International, which includes our friends to the north in Canada. I'm sure it's, no lovely cars will show up I've, for that at all. I've seen photos of, of some of the other events, because it was this last year, the year before you guys were down at Circuit of America. Was that, was that the National Meet in, in, in Texas or no? Uh, no. I don't know what I was seeing photos of. I apologize <laughs> then. Well, I drink a lot. There, there, was, a big, there was a big uh, Ferrari North America thing at Coda. At oh, okay. Maybe that's what I, I had associated the photos from that. But, um, yeah, we, I forgot who I was, we were speaking to about 
uh, down in, in uh, at Concorso last year, some of the, the national members were talking about how excited they were of the fact that it was coming up in this area and how it's great it's going to be. We are so excited. It has never been held. The national meet has never been held in the Northwest. We're excited because, first off, we have Represent. so many <laughs> wonderful collections here. Uh, we expect a number of the incredible cars to come out. Um, that's very exciting in and of itself. But the, the whole event is uh, enormous and goes well beyond the concourse. So it includes uh, drives around the area. It includes uh, extensive track time. So having access to a track was one of the things that had sort of limited the Northwest uh, previously. Uh, it kept us away because as much as we would love to hold it in Seattle, um, the ridge is a little bit far away. We, we couldn't have uh, the rest of the events that we want centered out uh, near Shelton. And Pacific Raceways, as much fun as that track is, and we love it, again, really doesn't have the level of facilities available to us right now that, that we're expecting. But Portland, the PIR track is fantastic, especially with the, the upgrades that have happened recently now that IndyCar is back. I actually did not know that. that, they, that yeah, Very interesting. Well, it's going to be incredible, and obviously, um, more, more and more information will come out th about that in the next. It's being held in in twenty 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 one twenty twenty one. Okay, correct. And and and, uh, and, and there will be uh, plenty of information. It'll yeah. be open to the public. Um, you'll be able to to watch some of the track events. You'll certainly be able to come out for the Concours, which is massive, and we will see some of the most special Ferraris in the in the country, and some from different parts of the world. I want to change subjects here a little bit because this is kind of an interesting fact. When we had you fill out our thing, something that people may not know about you is you're kind of an avid boatman, a boat, a sail, oh, sailor. Oh, yeah. That's a, good, sailor. that's a good topic to try. The fact that you, okay. you, you sort of got on a boat. And, boatman. And a boatman. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I'm a There's, boatman. Yeah. <laughs> I lived in Venice for a while. I was the guy with the, <laughs> the pitch pole. And <laughs> that's that's going to come back to haunt me. <laughs> <laughs> I should have raised my hand on that. I, it's late. <laughs> You have actually sailed across the Pacific Ocean on a sailboat. Yes, and there is a surprising tie to the, the car world and the car community. There always is. Related yep. to that, there <laughs> always is. So um, I was lucky enough to be invited to join uh, a very close friend and his lady friend on uh, their sailboat to, to do the long leg, if you're sailing around the world, uh, crossing the Pacific from the Galapagos Islands to the Marquesas and wow. then on to the Tuamotus. Um this okay. is with, with Ron Newell, who was my racing mentor. Okay. And as I said, you know, it was Kitch initially who, who said, hey, you should reach out to, to Ron. I did years and years and years ago, and we formed this great, uh, this great relationship and friendship. Ron is an interesting uh, man uh, in and of himself, and his accomplishments are, are numerous and, uh, and very interesting, and sailing is one of those. Um, I've been a sailor since I was a, a kid, but never really took it to, to any kind of big level. Um, I like to sail around the Sound and around Lake Washington and all on, on small boats. But uh, <laughs> The safety but, of coves. Right. <laughs> but, but Ron dove headfirst in and decided he wanted to sail around the world and, and had the, the credentials, the chops, the, the knowledge to actually make that happen. And so he started on his trip and uh, he said, you know, at some point I'm going to give you a call, see if you want to join the boat. Okay, cool. can't wait, can't yeah. wait, can't wait. And months go by and months go by. And then uh, get the call, hey, we're in the Galapagos. Want to come aboard? It's going to be huge. The biggest open water passage you make if you are uh, going around the world. Just hop on, on down to the Galapagos. Just hop on, on down to the Galapagos. <laughs> Would you like to be a boatman? <laughs> and then come on go down. Th 3,000 miles um, without sight of land, sailing 24-7, 
three people on the boat, you know, doing four-hour watches. It took three weeks. Three took weeks. 20, wow. 22 days. And it was a four, uh, how, how big a boat? 43 foot. It, it, okay, so... Is that enough space for three people for three weeks? <laughs> plenty. Okay. I was plenty <laughs> of space. Was, was there space to be like, I don't want to see you right now. <laughs> you really have to get along well with everyone. Sure. There is okay. no opportunity to just yeah. say, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> Someone come pick me up. This sucks. I'll be in the dinghy. <laughs> exactly. Pull me back in in two hours. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> sure. And there was no like, oh, let's, th this is pretty. Let's stop and party. Yeah. It's like, no, we yeah. are like, you know, uh, healed over at like 15 degrees sure. angle sailing like that for for weeks and only changing the set of sails at, at night to make sure that we were we were safe and when you stepped back on land how long how many weeks after did you still feel like you're on a boat <laughs> it was yeah that whole sea legs yeah. thing very real it took it took days before you felt comfortable sleeping on a level floor it was yeah wow. sleeping on a level <laughs> surface like what do you mean i'm not like being pushed up against this i don't have to tie boat. myself to my bed yeah <laughs> Exactly. That's absolutely incredible. I just think that's a really cool little story that, that people should know about you. But um, let's take a quick break, and then we'll talk to one of our sponsors, Avant. Yeah. Grandpa, what do you call this thing again? It's a 66 Ford Bronco. I think you got ripped off. Why is that, honey? It's got no Wi-Fi, no USB port, no Bluetooth. Exactly. I guess we'll just have to talk. Sometimes the best way to connect is to disconnect. Is that the window button? It's called a window crank. Cool. The faster I move it, the faster it goes down. This moment of escape was created by Haggerty. Being old is kind of cool, Grandpa. Works for me. For people who love cars. And we're back. I don't know how you did that, but you clapped and all the lights came on. At oh, Carl went outside. Oh, Carl went outside, yeah. <laughs> Carl's attached to your clap. Yeah. <laughs> we always, we always sound right. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Phrasing. Club Phrasing. Phrasing. <laughs> Tell you. Well, I mean, this has been great, William. I really appreciate you coming in and taking time out of your busy schedule. I mean, and we didn't even touch on the fact that you're now into the wine business. I yes, mean, actually, I do. Oh, yeah, you want to talk? We got, yeah, well, we got a little bit of time. Yeah, that do, was almost like I was trying to field. do a transition. I'm a huge <laughs> wine person. So what a lot of people don't know is We agree. I, you wine a lot. I do. I'm, ah. I'm not even a millennial. No. Uh, no. <laughs> pointing at our camera guy. Um, <laughs> no, so I started Dan's Drives on my road trips because I was looking to go a big drive and I wanted a destination. So it's oh, like... Oh, wine country. Oh, I went way past wine country. I was... Uh, Maynard from Tool has yes. Caduceus Winery of course. in Jerome. Yes, I'm a fan of Tool. Yeah, I... Yes. You saw the, you saw the uh, documentary, of course. Yeah, of course, yeah. I know. Blood into Wine. And so yeah. I, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go get a bottle of wine. And I drove my C6 <laughs> Z06 all the way to Jerome. That is a road trip. And That's I did epic. 5,500 miles on that trip. I hit a ton of national parks, the whole thing. And it was like, I wasn't that into wine. It was kind of funny. My ex-girlfriend from high school's mom worked at the grocery store and sold me a good bottle of wine for a date. And she that what started it. With, that was like, ironic. Wow. Here's yeah. a bottle of wine. Take it home to see my daughter. Wait, no. No. <laughs> it, it, but my old wine lady, Lisa was sure. her name. And so... I said, you know, I like wine. I was this is in my late twenties. I just hadn't grown up with it, mm -hmm. and so I was like, well, I'm going to go find some more. And you, I drove to Arizona. You took us back wow. in January. We, we did yeah, not get nice we, we drove up, up there. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah, Andrew Evans drove us up oh, to Jerome. You're kidding? No, in a, in a Hyundai, in a rented Hyundai. Yes, and you made him drive. Yes, that <laughs> was <laughs> the worst part. He goes, okay, who's driving? And we all went, who do you think is driving? Yeah, uh, the Lamont's <laughs> driver. Yeah, you're driving. <laughs> this is back before he had one. <laughs> uh, so how did you get into wine and your own wine? Well, so oh no, no, I don't have a winery. That's uh, let's make that clear. Okay. No, so I uh, I just uh, always uh, loved wine. 
um, reached a point in my career where I was pretty much done doing stuff that uh, I wasn't really personally incredibly excited about. And so I quit my job a few years ago and went back to school to learn about wine. So I, I've, I have friends who are deeply involved in the wine business. The, the guy who originally uh, hired me and moved me to Washington State actually owns a winery now. Um, and he's been one of my, my great uh, counselors as I've been looking at this, this wine career thing. And uh, so I went back to school and uh, got a degree in wine marketing from uh, the Northwest Wine Academy at South Seattle College. Okay. Which uh, is the, the big school here for wine. And uh, yeah, I've just been. I had no idea you could even do business. that. Yeah, I've, I've I've seen known several people that have gone through the the program at WSU and, and learned. Yeah, that one's good. Yeah. Walla Walla Community College, oh, UC Davis is a huge one, of course. Um, but yeah, just a passion. It is, but and so I have once again blended that uh, into the car thing, not drinking and driving, but uh, right. but taking uh, cars look very trips good in for the for the Ferrari Club. <laughs> yeah out to wine country. And so I organize a, a really fun drive and dinners and actually get buses to, to take us from winery to winery and Probably got to know some of the <laughs> sure. big producers in Walla Walla and Red Mountain. So it's sort it's of funny, of fun. Trey Bush from Sleight of Hand Cellars yeah. and Underground Wine Project yeah. is an occasional listener of ours, actually. Ah, very cool. Yeah. Um, met, uh, met Trey in the, the wine stuff. But one of the things that's really fascinating is there are a number of real car people oh, yeah. in the wine business. And uh, uh, it, it's been fun getting to know those folks and, and getting them involved. And they, they love having the Ferrari Club come out and, and chat. Well, it sounds like you've had a horribly boring life. So, I, know. I mean, <laughs> you should probably I, try harder. I'm sorry <laughs> that you, you know, you're not enjoying your life anymore, but, uh, you know, while driving your beautiful, your beautiful 512 around. But um, I really want to thank you for taking time and coming in here. Like I said, it's such an eclectic view into your life of where you come from as far as you know the serious jobs the cars how you got there now and in, now into wine it, it's it's a great it's a great story and i really appreciate it well thanks it's yeah. it's so much fun to talk to you guys i'm a big fan of the show love it and uh yeah thank you great time yeah and with that we uh hi adam hi how's it going <laughs> <laughs> we have a bunch i'm just here hey, yeah how yeah. are you good great. good you did a great job of being quiet the whole time. Thank you. That was hard. <laughs> Thank you for not deep really throating hard. the mic like yeah, that. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Next wish, time. I wish you'd stop, uh, you know, holding your breath. But yeah, <laughs> it's a lovely shade of blue. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm good. Thank you. Thank yeah. you for having me again. Um, How are you guys? I'm good. Good. Th thanks to you, as we spoke at the beginning of the episode about. Uh, yeah. So really appreciate that. So Nick, uh, last week I, I asked you, oh, are you going to do any modifications to the Subaru? Uh, um, well, you guys are just going to send me down. You know, my mother listened to these episodes, and I promised her I wouldn't. <laughs> No, it's totally stuck. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. I'm just going to get some interior lights, I think. We all knew I was lying to you. I mean, <laughs> Lord, I knew I was lying. How come you didn't? Yes. Adam, uh, Adam did ask me. He goes, are you going to keep the Subaru stock? And I went, and at the time, I meant yes. I didn't <laughs> say, I said yes, but I didn't mean yes. I, I think have, that's the better You word. mentioned a couple small modifications. Everything so. I'm doing is Yes, yes. Smallish. I have yes. no room to talk. I usually have parts <laughs> at my house before the car arrives. Pr that's probably what Nick had. <laughs> I would have, but I just didn't know the car I was going to buy that day. <laughs> 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 but, yeah, <laughs> I was talking to the guys at the car. I was like, at the deal. So if I did some of this stuff, is there any problems? <laughs> nope, nope, we're good. Like, we're, at what point do I lose my warranty? <laughs> well, you know, drivetrain. Got it. Okay, good to know. But yeah. So are you going to tune it? That's a great question. No, I'm not going to do any tunes right mm. now. I, I'm, I'm going to keep it. Like I said, we're going. I'm yeah. going to do some wheels and a lift. And yeah. Motor swap. And, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you, and you guys will see this. We, we did some great photos with Will um, this afternoon with my car. 
and we had the hood popped, and <laughs> the intake on that thing is plastic. <laughs> and there's a lot of room under there. So you, yeah. And it was funny because I popped the hood, and everybody- Two turbos. Two turbos. And see, that was the thing. Everybody started looking and goes, there's a lot of room under there. <laughs> I'm like, I understand why WRXs do it. <laughs> like, the motor's low. We can put a supercharger on top and two turbos. Like, what's the problem? <laughs> why couldn't we? Yeah. So, no, I'm not going to go that far. I, I, I really miss being in the woods. Dan has instilled that back into me when he had his cruiser. Yeah. You know. When he, Which Dan, now Davis bought. Yeah. Davis saw, bought, yeah. yeah. Another boss cool. member. Yeah. Very Yes. So, member. Yes. Yeah. So I mean, um, it's going to be. I'm, I'm, it's time to go in the mountains. Everybody's giving me crap because they're like, "Oh, you're turning into a family man." Like I had Subarus before. Yeah. So. I don't think that's a bad thing. Yeah. I know. Well, I mean, <laughs> it was just funny, but yeah. uh, I'm really enjoying it. But uh, yeah. I, as we mentioned in the beginning of the episode, I got my Triumph back and yeah. um, from Authentic Motor Cars and had a wonderful, wonderful experience there. Thank you for sending me there. I appreciate it. Your event at Soto Moto was super cool, by the way. What? I didn't get to go to that. Well, I, yeah. Why? Wh- why not? Why weren't you there? Where was I? Oh, I, I had another uh, something that was more pressing, unfortunately. That, so, yeah. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Apparently, so there was a Triumph there. <laughs> there was a Triumph there. <laughs> a TR3. Uh, there was a so, TR3. Yeah. But, yeah, folks got to drive all kinds of fun cars. Honda Beat, uh, Cappuccinos. I heard Jared Lotus. Broke, oh. broke a car. Yes, Jared did break a uh, Lotus uh, Super 7. Nice job, buddy. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so. Way to ruin it for the rest of us. Oh, the <laughs> Super 7, too. Oh, it's That's so weird cool that we're, we're insulting and you can't defend yourself. That's weird, huh? Okay. Yeah, Our poor sucks. camera guy. Yeah. But in his defense, he did he did buy it. He, oh, he, he broke it, so he bought it. Oh, of right? course, so yeah. That was good That was good of yeah, him. Oh, she doesn't know yet? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> him and his wife are in the audience. We should congratulate them, by the way. Jared just turned, like, 50. <laughs> no, he no, turned Jared, 28. Jared looks like he's 50. He's 28. Yes. Happy birthday to our <laughs> yeah, dedicated exactly. camera no. guy. And everybody on the – they're like, what camera guy? Why do you have a Here's camera guy? Cheers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Here's to you. Yeah. yeah. No, we don't have drink a all the free whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> so happy birthday to Jared and congratulations on his Z, by the way. He also got a 350Z convertible, Nismo. Oh, nice. Ish. So 20, is it? 28 Nismo? is a midlife crisis. It's, it's, it's not. It, it's a sport pack at the time. It was a 2007, right? Is it a scat pack? It's a grand, it's a grand touring with Nismo pa- parts and brakes and stuff on. Oh, okay. So yeah. Very nice. Hey Jared, nobody can hear you. Um, but you can uh, paraphrase yeah yeah what he said is thank you gentlemen for bringing me in here i'm really appreciative of it and i owe you i heard that yeah yeah so a great story about that and this kind of ties into avance is jared reached out to me and said hey i'm having this problem with my convertible on the on a z yeah and it wouldn't it wouldn't latch down when the when the top went down it wouldn't like some latch wouldn't sort of engage and so he asked me hey is there anybody that, that can help me out and like, there's a lot of these little problems that people have that they're not, I don't know, big enough to go to a shop or these like little one-off things. And uh, he, he well, reached out to me. say it the way it is. Jared was too cheap to take it to his. No. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't He's know. He's mechanical. He knows how to fix things. Yeah. For small stuff like this, you know, I don't know if going to a shop to have this. And I don't even know where you'd go, honestly, because it's not engine. It's it's an, sort of an electrical issue. But anyway. Right. Somebody in the group's going to have the tribal knowledge. To exactly. This. Exactly. So he's like, hey, can anybody help? And uh, so I hooked him up with one of our members who is a mechanical genius, electrical genius, et cetera. And so it basically went over and they were able to figure it out so that was great I, I just like that kind of matchmaking of okay somebody has a problem i know a lot of folks and kind of know what they're good at and so i, I like that kind of matchmaking thing so anyway that 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 you gave could, you me finally get it up and down good for <laughs> you, <buddy. laughs> jared saw me looking at him no he knew it was coming like, <laughs> and it latches <laughs> i know even better yeah i feel his wife's eye roll from here <laughs> 
I too. just I thought I like that. I, I think that's great because if Jared would have posted that in a forum or even on Facebook and stuff hey, like Google that, it. yeah, Google it. it could be could be your alternator. <laughs> Check the supercharger. You know, like just could be the car you bought. So <laughs> yeah, why'd you buy that? Yeah. Uh, Should have got a Porsche. Or I don't know, whatever. I don't yeah, know. we don't want the internet to do that to Jared. We want to do no. that exactly. Avance actually but helped him events immensely. I I, li- I like that aspect of of community. I mean, it works in any community, but the fact that sort of our, the Vons community is such a variety of different cars that you know it's not just one sort of make. It 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 kind of helps that. And um, plus the new <laughs> off road community as well. Right. So now that you've gotten away from the BMW crowd, yep. now that you're you know oh I'm already making <laughs> cross track friends. <laughs> <laughs> Believe me. Thanks there, to you. There is a cross group or a cross track group. Like there's, they're pr- they're pretty yeah. passionate about it. So yeah. that's great. Um, so, yeah, I so think yeah. you got like your twentieth GT3 in there this last week too. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Every GT3 owner in Washington is an advanced member. Yes, it seems like the GT3s are taking over and GT3 tourings too. Yes, so. it was. It I happens was here at Drivers Club. I know. <laughs> I had no idea there were so many. Uh, <laughs> they're all Drivers Club members and advanced members. And they work at Facebook, Amazon, or Google. Yep. <laughs> I don't know what's going on here. Um, anyway, no. Uh, so Soto Moto event was was great. We had a lot of fun. So that was that was great. What's I, coming up this weekend? This weekend we have a drive uh, over to Whidbey Island. It was originally scheduled for Snowmageddon uh, back uh, last month, and so we had to reschedule it. So oh, snowpocalypse! Yes. Uh, on, yeah. yeah. On Sunday we have a drive uh, up uh, to Whidbey Island, so across Deception Pass over to Jim Simpson's place to check out his oh yeah his place. So. Yeah. Uh, we've been wanting to do that for a while, so that'll be a lot of I fun. I have a nice little drive on Dance Drive, so it's got some good stops for that. Oh, yeah? Yeah, a little nice. late, but just so you know. Nice. Uh, so, yeah, that'll be a lot of fun. I, it's way oversold. I, I, I forgot to cap the uh, <laughs> the RSVPs. And Here's so 60 cars. I, I, good luck. I think there, there are over, I don't know, 60, 70. I've, I've got oh, to go back. <laughs> I've got to go back and basically tell some folks. You know, this had uh, never happened in the Ferrari Club. I'm I, just saying. They <laughs> regulate. We put, we put limits. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. The yeah. older Brook and Sir Kwame. They, they have limits. so many. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this this was my bad. We will uh we'll we'll correct it. it we won't have seventy five cars on the drive. I appreciate the enthusiasm of the group, though. I do too. Yeah, it's great, but that is kind of an issue, right? As so many people oh, are joining, it's totally easy to make a light with seventy five cars. You're fine. Yeah, it should be okay. <laughs> We've all been there. The Ferrari Club can't make it with four cars. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, fair. <laughs> you said it. <laughs> <laughs> we have a so we, we've it's kind of funny when we do our rally we always have the trail car and the trail car pulls out stops traffic and then everybody just guns it and oh. they know like we we have this very clear discussion like the this car is going to pull out you guys ready and when you're ready you go and they will block traffic and most people don't actually care because we don't we're do a like small rally yeah, we yeah. Only have like i'm the trail cars. car yeah. i pull out because <laughs> i have the biggest car to block traffic I like and everybody goes on that one. good yeah, job buddy <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it, it's it's tough. You'll you'll do fine. I'm sh- what could, what's the worst that can happen? <laughs> no, I'm not. Oh. I'm not oh. concerned. Oh, don't <laughs> say that. <laughs> oh. Bunch of unknown people driving together. I mean, you know, weirder <laughs> things have happened. No. Did you go on our last drive? I didn't get a chance to. But okay. I, I mean, they're, I heard they're very high praise about how well it went. They're so. well organized. No, I know they are. They're they're not. They're but not I like typical. to give you crap because I they know, are well organized. That's the I, point. I, I, <laughs> You know, <laughs> you mean it's not the Leavenworth Drive? <laughs> no, no, it's not. No, it's not. Um, 
No, but anyway, so that's coming up this weekend. And then the next weekend we have a sort of a two-part thing. Uh, it's all about if you're going to do the advanced track day on April 6th, this is kind of a track day prep session. So this is with, speaking of E30s, this is down at the guys at Racer on Rails. So they do a lot of E30 uh, stuff, prep, et cetera. Um, and so it's part what do you need to do to your car to get it ready for the racetrack? And then it's part racing sims. So going over, you know, hey, you want to build a racing sim? They have like, I don't know, six or seven different sim setups there. Super interesting. And so it's talking about, you know, the different steering wheels you can get, the different, you know, screens, the different hardware, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, it should be super interesting. Huh. Excellent. Um, so, yeah, it's, I don't, I, I've tried to come up with how to phrase it, but it's, it's basically you want to be a race car driver on the track or at home. I don't know. Something like that. It's, it's all about sort of, you haven't listened to our episode. We are race car drivers. Some of us just had more training. (laughs) (laughs) It's not me. I'm not even good at the simulators. No. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I have crashed billions of dollars on (laughs) simulators. I've played at Jared's house. He immediately looks at me and goes, no, you're not. Yeah. (laughs) First of all, that couch he has is way too comfortable. And I think it's rigged. Just his little little simulator game is rigged, but yeah. Um, Well, I mean, we'll look forward to that. Thanks for coming in as always. Uh, Will's still on the mic, so again, thank you for coming in and and taking time with us. Thanks for having me. This was wonderful fun. Yeah. Uh, For Rain City Supercars, I'm Nick. And I'm Dan. And don't just get there. Enjoy the drive.